0: report. Everything's status quo, Very well. If, um, anyone needs me, I'll be in my ready room. Hello, and welcome to The Ready Room, the only and longest running Star Trek The Next Generation Rewatch, pod, cast. Every week we're bringing you another episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, and all the behind-the-scenes stories that went into making it the generation that it was, which of course was the one that preceded the prior generation. My name is Mitchell Mells, Chief Consultant of Services at Paramount, with me is my life partner, Brandon Hobbs. Brandon, how are we doing today? Well, Mitch,
1: um, I'm contractually obligated to tell you I'm doing great. You're contracting? what I'm doing.
0: The contractions are starting. No! We specifically planned around this. (laughs) Contractually obligated.
1: (laughs) Contractionally obligated. Trying to work with
0: this. Yeah, it's uh, it's a hard job being in the podcasting business, Mm -hmm. as they say. Gotta be quick. Yes. I'm not quick enough for that, but um, I do pretend to be. Mm -hmm. Which puts me in a pretty good spot. Relative to everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that is what they say. Fake it till you make it. Right. Fake it till you Mitch it. Really. So Nice uh, nice tagline. Thanks. Thanks. I uh, I have that at the top of my resume. Mm-hmm. Fake it till you Mitch it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> the, the, the fact that it doesn't rhyme uh, makes you just sound like a complete sociopath.
0: Are you thinking that it should be Fitch it until you Mitch it?
1: Yeah, Fitch it till you Mitch it
0: now how do you feel about till versus until
1: it's got to be till like um it doesn't it doesn't flow right like put some cash in the till yeah no like the contraction
0: i'm not i'm not gonna say it i'm contracting yeah no <laughs> <laughs> don't start my contractions uh so
1: you ukraine's getting invaded that's that's new.
0: Yeah, I remember that you were the one who made that decision. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was that was on my order. Now, uh question, and I don't mean anything by this, but um where do you get off?
1: Oh, um gosh, lots of places. Um Usually the bedroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes in the the uh the bathrooms at work though. I I'll just sneak into the stall and rub one out really quick.
0: What do you rub it on? Um... Yeah. yeah. Whatever I can find. Whatever's handy at the moment? Yeah. I like that. I- I'm a big fan of, um, rubbing one out. If you know what I mean. Usually I, uh, have to put in a lot of elbow grease to get these spots out of my table. I really rub them out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you buy your elbow grease? Lowe's, mostly. I mean, you, you know how it Okay. Goes. I know, I was, I was there, I was there a couple days ago. I couldn't find any. I think you might have actually, accidentally went to High's. Oh, uh, maybe. You know, instead of Lowe's. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you, uh, ah. pick up what I'm putting down. Did you find it down there? What I put down.
1: I, I think so.
0: That's good. That's good. So we have a question of the week this week um, from one of our viewers. Presumably. I mean, it could just be some guy. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't it could be us. It could be us. I don't have conclusive evidence that we have a viewer, but I want to believe. I
1: want I mean, to mean we're getting a lot of questions for uh, for
0: supposedly not having any viewers. This is true, and um, everyone would do well to remember our status. Anyway, that's right. This week's question of the week comes from an old crone in Virginia who asks, uh, "They say admirals, admirals. I know your big wheels in the t-shirt game, so I ask, what is the worst Star Trek t-shirt you have ever seen?" And uh, mm. thank you for the question. You you fucking old bag, um. I I think I speak for both of us when I say we've seen quite a lot of hideous, terrible pieces of apparel.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Star Trek. Being a Star Trek fan doesn't doesn't really tend to lend itself lend itself to to being uh fashionable. Right? No, no, quite the opposite.
0: Um, I remember one of my first cons I ever went to. There was a at least seven different people, all distinct from each other, wearing shirts that said "Live five and a half inches long and prosper." That's
1: <laughs> yeah. That was a big one a few years ago. Which, if nothing else, it's um, accurate, I guess. So good. good yeah. For you. Well, I, I don't. It might be. It might be exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, somewhere around there, probably. Um. Yeah, that one sucked. Uh, the. T- the beam me down scotty oh shirt. with the
0: um, with like the blowjob picture on it with the blowjob yeah yeah which is just offensive extremely i it's gross i don't know where i mean i asked you earlier i'll ask them now i don't know where these people get off to be honest mm. Mm.
1: well presumably they can get off anywhere
0: all they have to do is look at their shirt do you think they get off to their own shirt yeah yeah, probably. I mean I know they get into their own shirt every morning, but not off of it. Off to it. Off to it. Ah. Off off to it. I'm off well, to it. We're we're off to this off podcast to already. Um that was a good one. I saw this one the other day. I was in a um a Cinnabon and I saw this guy wearing a shirt that said on the back, My other T shirt is a Klingon bird of prey. I don't, I don't really. Oh, it's, like... it's interesting.
1: That's interesting because I, I saw a shirt
0: actually fairly recently as well. It said my other t-shirt is a, a Romulan warbird. Interesting. Now, I'm glad that they, both of these shirt designers, which it might be the same company, I don't know, um, deigned it upon themselves to clarify which one was the bird of prey and which one was the warbird. Like what. Uh, right, right. Yeah. So that's good. Oh, man. These T-shirts, they they leave a lot to be desired. Um, I think I saw one that said, "My," or it said, "Your Millennium Falcon could fit inside my Enterprise." And that doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't. But uh, to this day, I am still considering the ramifications of of all of that. What it means, what it could mean, what it, what it could possibly be alluding to. But that's only half Star Trek, so I don't want to, you know, break the rules of the podcast. When you, know. you think about it, though, the, L- the Millennium
1: Falcon has to be quite a bit smaller than the Enterprise.
0: Yes, I mean, it is just some podunk smuggler ship.
1: Actually, we... it's a Corellian
0: freighter. What does that mean? Well, oh, it's... it's from Corellia, and it's a freighter. Oh, I thought Corellia was a measure of time.
1: No, it's actually a measure of distance.
0: Oh, I see. Is it a measure of discus, like the Olympic sport? Is that a sport? Um, it's a it's a pastime. Certainly. Now, Never heard of it? No. Well, I mean that 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 reminds me of the uh, the litany of saucer sep, um, <laughs> related, uh, the shirts that we saw. That we've seen, that I've seen. I, I assume you've seen them. Well, we have our own saucer sep shirt, of course. We do, we do. Um, um, it's it's those a, are some of the better ones, though. We we like the saucer sep. The saucer sep is important. I'm a big fan. But we stand, uh, we stand we stan the saucer sep. I want to get mm-hmm. a t shirt for my own use. So maybe this doesn't fit the purview of the uh, the question of bad t shirts. But I want to get a t shirt that has the saucer separated sept if you will with um just like a teacup on it you know like a saucer oh yeah and um maybe it could be like a valentine i i I set my sauce for you
1: well oh that that's good that's good how about a how about a a a t-shirt of that right Mm -hmm. but in the backdrop is a giant picard resting his teacup on it
0: Ooh ooh. I
1: like that. He's, he's sitting down and the Enterprise is saucer stepping in front of him.
0: Now, do you think this is more um menacing or or more awe inspiring, this, this large Picard?
1: Uh I I would say the latter. Um I don't think what I don't is- think suddenly becoming giant would, would change Picard's character very much. Although, the, who knows?
0: What does the latter have to do with this?
1: He really wanted to get that one out. Well, where else am I going to
0: get that out? <laughs> In the same place you got off. On my t-shirt? <laughs> if you also have a question of the week that you would like to ask us, be sure to uh, send it to Room at gmail.com or send us a tweet at Room, and, uh, you know, we fuck with it. We fuck with that. Hmm. Mm. Damn straight. Damn tootin'. Alright, so, this week, good lord, The Hunted? The Hunted. The Hunted. Uh, yeah. The, pro- f- formerly known as The Hunter.
1: Yeah, yeah, formerly known as uh, Who Hunts The Hunter.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I did not like think? this episode at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, as, I don't know if it's just my latent sexism, but any episode heavily featuring a Troy, I, uh, I just tune out and start hearing static fuzz on my TV. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I have in my notes about a third of the way through, a uh, Troy shows up and the episode is ruined.
0: Funny it's thing, that. Uh, it's
1: pretty, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's bad. There are some okay things about this episode, I guess, but not enough to make it really enjoyable watching There's a lot of long action set pieces. How do you feel about um, long
0: action set pieces?
1: Well, in Trek, I'm not really a big fan because it's never never very interesting. it's i mean the uh, when Danar initially comes on board the Enterprise and like data and Riker crawling along the floor trying to pin him down
0: yeah it's uh it's, <laughs> it's I, a little I'm, silly looking i would describe the all of the quote-unquote action in this episode as stilted uh yeah that's a, a generous reading of it i suppose yeah um i don't know i i think a large part of this episode is dedicated to a very very boring action sequence the parts that aren't don't don't feature any interesting um moral dilemmas or ethics or anything. But it's weird because it kind of presents itself as having that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, there's this little cop out where Picard is like, oh, if I can help you, I will. But I'm actually just gonna give you over to the to the government.
0: Let them and, sort uh, it out.
1: Yeah, and, and, and all everything that actually happens is all through uh Danar's own volition. The the, the crew has nothing to do with it. Oh, really. Uh there's the, the the long sequence at the end, it's it's interesting to me because you know where where Danar's trying to escape the Enterprise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's interesting to me because that wasn't even supposed to be in the script. That was that was a rewrite. Yeah. And uh,
0: it, it takes up like the it.
1: entire fucking <laughs> the entire third act of, of the episode.
0: Unto itself, even when you put aside its origin, it's also just so boring. Um, mm-hmm. Dainar just slowly walks through hallways, um, without yeah. anything else. And, um, there's this action music playing. It's supposed to be exciting, and it's just so slow and boring and flat. Not to mention the 50% of shots that are just people standing in the bridge.
1: Right. Yeah. I think I, um, Pretty much, uh, just a couple of minutes into that sequence, I I started looking away from the episode and doing something else. Yeah, just check your
0: phone, whatever. It's, yeah, I I wanted to mention this, and you're gonna you're gonna harangue me, I know, but <laughs> coming off of watching so much Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it really shines a light on how flat and boring the shots are in TNG. Um, And also uh, how, how unexciting the sets are as well. But um, the camera work is just so bad in this show. It's, I I don't know how this was. uh, Maybe it was the standards are different, but I don't really know how people accepted this at the time.
1: Uh, I totally disagree with that. Really? Some, some, some directors. Yeah. I, I can see an argument being made. We've, we've talked about that already. Hmm. there's 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 directors here and there that have these very conspicuously flat shots and i think i think tng isn't exactly um it doesn't really have the, the most varied sets or anything mm-hmm. it's it's pretty i would agree that it's pretty one note but i don't know if i would call it you know flat
0: all the time i the the yeah.
1: action's always
0: boring the action's always boring, but I feel like so many of the dialogue scenes are just uh, shot, reverse shot of characters standing with their arms at their sides in...
1: Oh yeah, sure, sure. But I see, I, I've always felt, because that's, that's, that's how the original series was, I've always felt that to be kind of emblematic of, of Trek, even if it's not necessarily um, maybe good. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I would even call it a negative, to be honest.
0: Ah, uh, that's a bizarre kind of Stockholm syndrome. I feel it's it's not Stockholm syndrome. It's just I mean it's it's just how Trek always was, right? But why is that? A, who cares? I mean, it's it's been however many years, right? Um, just let it fucking go. You don't need well, to. Well, they they did let it go, like the uh, the song.
1: Oh yeah, like the like the Disney film about those two carpet munchers
0: yes yes as uh as they are colloquially known mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm gonna mooch Th- that movie sucked you think so yeah
1: yeah it was really bad it was boring nothing happened she didn't even they didn't even kiss yeah
0: didn't get a hard pee pee.
1: yeah um yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, did you did you watch that episode of of Deep Space Nine yet with Thomas Riker?
0: With Thomas Riker, no, no, I've not. You're in for a treat. I think I am. So which one is that? Oh, like, what, what happens? What are you not? Um, it's it's season three, episode nine. That I'm probably on like season three, episode six or seven right now. Oh, okay, okay. So you're you're coming up on it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of excited just for you to if you mention that, because I'm into anything Riker adjacent. You know me. I'm a Riker yeah. slut. We love Riker. Yeah. So is that the same, is that his father from, from, uh, he was in TNG? No, it's his, it's his clone. Oh, that fucking Riker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a storyline that was. <laughs>
1: I totally forgot about that, and then I, I was I was on Memory Alpha as as usual. How I spend most of my free time, of course. And uh, I was looking at Deep Space Nine episodes, and I was like, "Wait a minute, Thomas Riker comes back." What a character! Pretty great, it,
0: it, mm-hmm. really.
1: Yeah, so now now I'm I'm interested. I'm intrigued by what what this episode's about.
0: Well, I'll report um, back live on the Ready Room. So I guess we should, um, so with this episode, as always, probably start closer to the beginning rather than the end. Yeah, sure. We uh, we open
1: with a with a. I love matte paintings. I know. And we open with a very nice matte painting. I'm surprised it's not one we've seen before, but it's not. It's it's entirely new and it looks great. I
0: love it. Uh, it's a lot of quality. Uh, the effort that goes into a matte painting, and it's yeah, immediately obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: I mean, like, it, when you use them right, they look really good. Like, uh, Blade Runner used a lot of
0: really good matte paintings. Now, and that movie looks incredible. Uh, before we go any further, I have to ask, have we made a matte painting joke before on the podcast? I think so. No, maybe not. <clears throat> like, first name Matt, last name painting? Matt. Yeah. Matt painting. Yeah, yeah, no, we haven't. Do you okay. want to? Do you um, want to cash yeah, out? Yeah, let's, let's think about this. Um. I love Matt Paintings. Oh, um, when did you meet each other? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we, we could do better. Um, yeah, his name is Matt Paintings. <laughs> uh, old friend of yours? That's a good one, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love Matt Paintings. Oh, old friend? Yeah. yeah. I'm into it. It's not bad. If I do say so myself, I like my own jokes. I love matte paintings. Why didn't you marry him? There we go. There we go. So, um, the matte painting that we open on is the world... I forget the name of this planet, but... Uh... Angosia, I think. Andosia. So there... Yeah. Angosia. Angosia. <clears throat> yeah. Nangosia. So... And when we are trying to join the Federation. Right. Now, when... We cut to them. We get immediate evidence of one of the uh, the rules, the maxims of the TNG Bible, which is that mm-hmm. every spacefaring society eventually converges on the onesie as the ultimate mm-hmm. form of clothing. Yeah, and,
1: and it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, that's one of Gene's most genius ideas. The onesie is the uh, the most convenient form of clothing.
0: Right. It's the most fun you can have with the with a cloth.
1: It certainly is it's very comfy. You cover your little feet, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, the onesie covers the feetsies. It, that's that's what they say. That's what they all say. Now, um, who is this actor? I I am struck with the idea that I've seen him before.
1: Oh, it's James Cromwell, um, also known as that guy you see in everything, but never never know his name. Well, that's really panning out here. <laughs> Yeah, James Cromwell plays Nayrock. This is actually uh, before he was, I mean, he was in Babe right before this, I think, but Babe? this is before he was in a lot of, like, high-profile stuff, so it's more after this that you've probably
0: seen him. Now, do you think that a lot of people, um, rather that his big break, as it were, came from being in Star Trek?
1: Probably. Probably. Huh. I mean, that's that's how most people get started amazing. People see their amazing performances on Star Trek and and they're
0: like, "Oh, I got to have that guy." It really helped Lawrence Tierney's career. yeah <laughs> Um, but I find this ostensibly interesting. It's probably the oh, best. Oh, it certainly it is. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if if done right this this could be good. So, um <clears throat> Some guy pulls pulls Nairok aside, the the prime minister aside, and he's he's they they whisper in the corner, about three feet away from Picard, and uh, apparently a prisoner has escaped from Lunar Five, which is a prison colony. Yeah, uh,
0: but which is a big threat. It's like the biggest thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and because
1: because these these guys are not predisposed to violence. This this race of people. Uh I guess, which is kind of a weird characteristic, but
0: you know every uh race every planet has to have their thing
1: right. <laughs> These are just normal people who, for some reason, are very averse to violence, just genetically um but yeah so so Riker volunteers to find this this estate- escaped shuttle craft, and um they beam back to the the Enterprise, and they're they're trying to track him, but um, they don't find any human life signs on their sensors, uh, or on, on their Sorry. sensors. I was gonna Sorry. correct
0: you. You have to be careful about this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of Cliff's uh, mission statements for this episode. Uh, that, you know, homogenize the uh, the pronunciation of sensors. But uh, Brent Brent really didn't agree uh, for whatever reason, and uh, he he really dug his heels in on it and. The unfortunate consequence is, you know, now, like, this is still, still a pretty hotly debated mm. uh, thing, right? You know, what, what
0: the canon pronunciation for sensors is.
1: But it, it absolutely is Censors. You you uh, and, and you heard it here first.
0: You can try to rationalize it in lore. Um, given the fact that characters like Wesley have changed their pronunciation, it wasn't always standardized as Censor. And mm-hmm. thus, maybe nobody came by to update Data's programming. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. He could just be running on old firmware. Right. Oh, you need to update. Data, you need an update. And Data says, no, I... don't. <laughs> uh, I, don't I, I... I much prefer the original pronunciation. It becomes like a whole crisis uh, episode. <laughs> Data, <laughs> not, not updating his programming to the latest sensor firmware. <laughs> I don't want to order you, Mr. Data. <laughs> Data does like a little slight head tilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then the matter is settled. I, but if you are the captain, why wouldn't you just order one of your subordinates to do what you want? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah 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 so they're they're tracking this shuttle and it's evading them very handily um using a bunch of very convenient sci-fi mumble jumbo to get the get the drop on them mumble jumbo or uh, mumbo jumbo mumbo what did i say you said mumble jumbo i i think you heard
0: wrong <laughs>
1: i think you said wrong <laughs> mumble jumbo yeah mumbo jumbo it sounds like a banjo kazooie. <laughs> I was M- about to M-Mumbo say that. <laughs> I think.
0: Well, mumbo jumbo. I think literally is a banjo kazooie character. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's the guy. It's uh. the witch doctor.
1: Oh, okay. I guess that that would explain it. Yeah.
0: Bum, 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 bum. But I
1: thought it created a new new character. You saw the um. witch
0: doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so, so then then the, the shuttle uh, like just tries to ram the Enterprise?
0: Yeah, it does these evasive maneuvers. It tries to ram the Enterprise. There's always nobody on board. Um, it, The first time it eludes them, it succeeds. And then when it tries to ram them, they're smarter than that. And they say, no, something's afoot here. And uh, wouldn't you know it something was afoot? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's his face? Who is this guy? What is his name? Roga Danar. Roga Danar was uh, using his superior superhuman intellect to play a mild trick on everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, and then, then they... they
1: Again, he's not appearing on, on their sensors as like a living being. Um, which I don't know what the consequences of that really are. I guess they can't track him, but they have O'Brien, which is weird to see O'Brien after watching Deep Space Nine but they have O'Brien uh, beam up anything that is large enough to be a human from, yeah. from the shuttle, which I could see going sideways in a lot of different ways, but whatever. Um, the guy, Roga, transports onto the transporter room. Interesting, this is a completely new <coughs> angle in the transporter room. We've never seen this angle before over his right shoulder when he transports in.
0: I didn't notice that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's... uh. It's kind of a blink and you miss it thing.
0: I do remember having to build sections of the wall that weren't otherwise visible. Mm-hmm. But uh don't blink. And you will miss it. Don't don't look don't look up. Don't 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 so so Roga
1: has these guys at gunpoint and then decides not to shoot them
0: yes which is explained later on in the episode i believe um it... i don't remember the exact circumstances of that of this scene but I, I know later on in the episode they say that he's only programmed to kill people who are threatening him which is why he i feel
1: like they were threatening him
0: yeah that's what, I, what i'm trying to remember it's entirely possible
1: like like it was there were two security personnel and they they were holding up their phasers at him,
0: mm-hmm. Which feels like a threat. Yeah, it is vaguely threatening, isn't it? In it. Hmm. Hmm, hmm Oh well. What are you um, gonna do? They
1: so they, they there's an extended struggle session. And uh they uh, they incapacitate him and take him to the brig. This is the first time we see the new brig, too, which is cool. Looks a lot
0: nicer. Yeah, it's, it's a Season 3 thing to have these new sets. You know, we saw Troy's mm. office earlier in the season. It wasn't as cool, but it was new, strictly speaking.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looked nice. It's always nice to see new stuff because it's kind of... It's rare that you see new parts of the
0: Enterprise. And that's part of... Going back to my deep space 9 thing. Uh, part of the show looking so visually boring is the Enterprise itself being very boring uh, to look. Oh,
1: at. you're crazy. I love the way the interior design of the Enterprise looks. But the lighting, man. The lighting's fine. It's it, it's supposed to look like that though. <laughs> what what is this? It's supposed to be bad. Oh, we, okay, sorry. There's not enough grim dark shadows. That... Sorry, there's no there's no aliens gambling in the background in some like smoky casino.
0: <coughs> you should be sorry. That's those things are all great on Deep Space Nine. Yeah, sure, sure, but like that's Deep Space Nine. That's that's why it has its own character. Yeah, but the character of Deep Space Nine in this case, I guess, is it looks like a competent production. Uh, you're crazy. You're crazy. Time out.
1: TNG is TNG is supposed to be this like utopian sort of view of 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 the universe or whatever. I mean, it's 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 not supposed to be that visually deep. I I, I guarantee you, it was it was an intentional choice.
0: There's no way, absolutely it, no way. It, it totally was. I guarantee you. I I don't believe, and it. I think it looks fine. I. Oh god, I can't. You
1: you 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 start watching Deep Space 9 and
0: now, oh god. I'm sorry to inform you but I'm now a Deep Space 9 guy. I am turning traitor. Well, the the entire world disagrees with you. What? That that Deep Space 9 is they think it's worse than TNG? Absolutely, yeah. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, cuz it is.
0: <laughs> I Really don't get it. I think the characters are the best thing about TNG. Like they're much better than Deep Space Nine. Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely a big point in its favor. But the the look of the shows, the direction, the sets, the costumes, the stories. I think the stories are pretty comparable um, for the most part. I haven't finished T uh, Deep Space Nine yet, but the stories I think are are both pretty enticing, uh, especially how Deep Space Nine has this very, very long, overarching overarching, um, plot of a a galactic invasion. Whereas TNG always keeps things contained to two episodes at at the most. Mm -hmm. And it's just, the scope of the show is a lot bigger in just about every way. Narratively, production, everything. Huh.
1: Well, you know, you know what you might like is the uh, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek films. Those seem like they're don't, up your alley.
0: Don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare! <laughs> Deep Space Nine they, is still not some shitty action show.
1: They they have lots of big shooty scenes and do they? Ooh. And dark, dark, brooding characters and probably oh. some aliens gambling in a casino somewhere.
0: Oh, I do love aliens gambling in a casino somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway anyway i'm not this isn't a deep space nine podcast nor will it ever be <laughs> we got to do something after we finish uh tng I, yeah i guess that's true it may become a deep space nine podcast in five years
0: <laughs> look forward to it mm. think about it think about it
1: so yeah this is around the time where troy's troy walks by <laughs> the prison and um and here's the thing uh this this episode was written and it was the only episode of TNG written by uh by Robert Bernheim. Mm. Uh also known as Robin Burger. Uh, I could go for a Robin Burger right now. <laughs> a red Robin Burger. Yum. Um and so she she took this opportunity to kind of jam in her weird prisoner fetishist erotica. Um which she was lucky because Troy is very well suited to to this kind of plot. A lot of her scenes did end up getting rewritten. Um, the more explicit stuff. Yeah. But we still see echoes of it. And, um, you know, of course, Troy wants to have sex with a prisoner.
0: That's just her thing. You know. In the first, like, yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say, she,
1: she walks past, she walks past the brig and is immediately like, I need, I need to see this guy. I I have to get emotionally involved with this man.
0: I remember in the first few drafts of the script, of her script, um, there were at least six separate instances of Troy shouting I can fix him to
1: various Mm -hmm, other mm -hmm. characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when when Picard when Picard kind of, you know, starts doubting her. Yeah. I can fix him! Yeah, yeah. Starts crying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Her makeup starts streaking and
0: now, speaking of makeup, she's a little uh, a little too made up this episode, isn't she? Troy is always a little too made up in one or more senses of the, of that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly in that she's fictional. <laughs> yeah, that helps. <laughs> that helps. She is um, too made
1: up. Yeah. And and so so she's she's like she's talking to this prisoner, she's talking to Roga Danar.
0: Dana Rogan, uh, Dana Rogain. Oh, Keeps. Play Keeps. for Keeps.
1: <laughs> don't don't don't
0: don't talk about our sponsor like that. Uh, I just want to mention to everybody that Keeps will not regrow your hair. It will help you keep the hair you have. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. if, if uh, that doesn't, if that's not what you need, don't complain to us. And, you know, that's that's what I think about all the time. You know, what can
1: I be doing to keep my hair? Right. Uh, what, what what precautions can I take?
0: You don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Till, till oh, that's it's true. It's an old, old maxim. I read that in an old maxim magazine once. An old maxim.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's this really stupid line. Mm-hmm. Um because because Roya starts talking to Troy about his his dark past which is pretty boring but um he talks about how it's such a trite line he talks about how like his commander also called himself a counselor
0: yes and that I wrote this in my notes that's the act break that's the cut to commercial yeah yeah it's so stupid right if you gain more um, context as the episode goes on. It's still not a great line, but at the time, though, you're just, okay. He you called himself mm-hmm. a count. Oh, it's a commercial. Come back. Mm-hmm. I want to know.
1: It's, I, I just took so much umbrage with it just because it's it's so stupid. It's like it's it's creating a tension just for the sake of creating tension. Right. And it doesn't work. Not to mention... Like, oh, what, 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 is he not going to trust Troy now?
0: Yeah. the The Troy danar relationship isn't even uh, central to the episode really
1: no it isn't which is which is you know again obviously it was a rewrite thing but it it ends up playing as weird yeah like why bother excellent question to do but why bother watching this episode really um roga has some stupid makeup I say Roga, it's Jeff McCarthy playing Roga. He has this stupid makeup on like the left side of his head
0: that I guess is supposed to be some kind of computer thing, but it's just obviously makeup. I think it's supposed to make him look like an alien. Just <laughs> it, 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 he can't look too human. Yeah. Otherwise I guess. people won't get it. But it's it's like the uh
1: the Argonians. Argonians? Argolian? Ar- Argonian? Angosian. And Argonians are those lizards from the Elder Scrolls. That no, that's there.
0: Argothian, I believe. No, that's that's Argonian. Hold on. Looking it up. Unless they changed it. Argonian? Hmm. No. Alright, alright. You are correct. This time. But I'm watching I'm, I'm, you.
1: I'm something of an Elder Scrolls expert. You are the Elder Scroll. Played hundreds of hours of Arena back in the day. You and your oh. Arena... Only- hey, it was it was a
0: masterpiece. Yeah, yeah.
1: The yeah. Zoomers don't get it.
0: I was a, more into Morrowind. Hmm. I really liked swinging my sword. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To little avail. I liked the big, long leg alien things. Yeah, it really made me feel like I was not in New Jersey.
1: <laughs> There's no long legged alien things in New Jersey.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> There are not. Just um short legged alien things. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as Italians.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh god, they're the worst.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, uh but yeah, I just
1: want to mention a stupid makeup. Um Troy goes to Picard and she just kinda she's she's very vague. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which makes you wonder why you even bother going to the captain about this at this point she, she just goes into his office and says like five times oh, there's something there right which is never really expanded upon mm-hmm. um, well he- I, I guess I guess it more or less refers to the fact that he he has like these sudden bouts of anger or pain or something that go away
0: I guess I guess would be weird. I don't know. Does does he though? It's more just people threaten him and then he, you know, protects himself. Yeah,
1: sure. But when he the Troy found him sleeping, and that's 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 when she felt that like burst of emotional
0: pain or something from him. Oh, he's so. he's so vulnerable. I can fix him. Yeah,
1: I can fix him. There's something there, Captain.
0: <laughs> Captain, um, I can fix him. Councilor. <laughs> <laughs> i do not understand how does one fix a human i think it's um then data's like uh in human parlance fix means to neuter or something <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> that's good that's good
1: um i want to mention Fishwatch, there's no fish in the tank this episode
0: yeah i no uh um, i have been joining in Fishwatch in my own time I, now whenever a mm-hmm. scene cuts there, I uh like, oh, fish, 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 fish. Yeah. And uh I always let you fill me in if I miss the answer. For example, today I thought there was a fish in in the tank.
1: Oh, no, no, no. There there was no fish, which is it's it's so weird that like there's a fish there like thirty percent of the time. Bizarre. Hmm. And then, then Picard calls the Prime Minister, and he starts he starts jabbing at him, asking him questions about this this prison colony or whatever. And uh, I guess this is the point where you as the audience already know exactly how this episode's going to go. Because the Prime Minister says, uh, well, it's none of your concern, and then he he
0: logs off. I, I don't know. I don't think that's cause to immediately suspect um, a child like Petty Picard. Is he being child-looking petty? I think so. Well, no, I mean, he's justified, but what I mean is I don't think that immediately telegraphs the resolution of the episode. In a in a, in a way, that's too obvious.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just biased because I've seen this episode a few times.
0: Um, you, you like it that
1: much? And, and, and I worked on the episode, so... <laughs> um, uh, Picard's line, the age-old cry of the oppressor. Yeah, no one was a fan of that at all. It's an interesting uh interesting line. It reads like it was written by uh Twitter? Like a, a, a yeah, a modern day Twitter user.
0: I I buy that uh that read of the, the situation. But it just goes to show that oppressors go oppressors go oppress as mm-hmm. it were. Mm-hmm. 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 What do you uh? You have a problem with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, damn. Damn. You oppress and shit. No, don't oppress me. He should have said the age-old cry of the white oppressor. I like it. I'm very, mm-hmm. very into the um, the identity politics.
1: <laughs> identity politics, Picard. <laughs> What? Do better. Uh, Educate yourself and do better, Ensign.
0: Don't, don't, no, we don't have to bully Picard like that. That's a good job. You don't, like it, you don't like it? I don't like Picard. What about super straight Picard? Oh, he got um, bullied off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> a story we all know well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm it's part of the the redier room lore it is it's um it's on our wiki few are privy to to that that part of the redier rooms history now yeah yeah what what happened what happened after this so Reynar Danar fainar is
1: uh
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Danar Danar, bo fainar
0: Me Mo, Mainar fainar <laughs> good lord Uh,
1: yeah after this there's another scene where where Troy gathers everyone around in the meeting room and is
0: talking about how much she loves Danar shouting to everybody how much she can fix him which is a Mm -hmm. lot a lot of fixing
1: Um, there's also some scenes with Data and Raynar yeah Danar.
0: they they have a inexplicably have a relationship, you know. Yeah,
1: it's not very interesting. It's not. Um, nothing.
0: Troy scenes. Nothing's interesting.
1: In no, this. not really. Uh, and then, then there's the scene where Picard comes in. I don't know if you have anything earlier than this that you want to talk about. But Picard comes in with Troy and says, "Oh, we're gonna hand you over to Danar uh. Yeah, not, they're gonna not, hand Dana not, over. Not,
0: not, he doesn't say it's a Troy.
1: No, no, <laughs> <laughs> counselor, I'm hereby handing you over to Dana. Uh
0: let's see. Mm, and then this this kicks off the whole escape sequence. Yeah, yeah. No, um, there is something dumb before the escape, okay. but after this, um, they. How do I want to say this they when they go to transport him, they go to transport him out of the um out of the the cell. Oh,
1: yes, out of the cell, yeah,
0: yeah, and this he somehow breaks out of a transporter <laughs> and doesn't die or get cloned, right? It's so bizarre,
1: yeah, he uses like superpowers, I mean yeah he's he' a superhuman or whatever, but still that's really dumb i I thought he I thought he was gonna die to be honest.
0: You thought Dainar was gonna dinar. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was gonna dinar. Who are the dinars? Who Dain's the dinars?
1: Dinars? Oh, that, that's a form of currency, the the dinar, right?
0: Um, in our world?
1: Yeah, in our world.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe, probably. It's it's Kuwaiti. It's
1: a Kuwaiti foreign ah. currency. Kuwaiti me crazy. Oh, Iraqi too. Oh. The Swiss
0: dinar. Interesting. Interesting. Think about it. So he, he it. breaks out of a transporter by sheer tyranny of will, of presumably grabbing hold of the neutrinos and rending them asunder to allow him mm-hmm. to, to forge his own path. This is never elaborated upon.
1: No, 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 not at all. Not at all. We're just kind of expected to take it at face value. Which I I guess I did, because I continued watching.
0: Did, but um, did you like it?
1: No, no, not at all.
0: Yeah, it's... Ridiculous is the only way to put it. <laughs> um,
1: Yeah, so he goes down to engineering and beats the shit out of the entire department.
0: <laughs> and good for him. Good for this guy.
1: We see a uh, a lingering close-up of Jordy, knocked out against the wall, right, with his visor which, on the ground. I I didn't I didn't realize was not his first scene in this episode.
0: Where else did Jordy show up? I think
1: he was. Oh, maybe it was his first scene. Because I know he talks to Data, but I can't remember if it was over the the comm or like if he was actually on the bridge or what. Whatever. Uh, um
0: must not be important. He,
1: uh, so, so Danar, Danar? Danar? Danar. So Danar. Dana. So he, um, he, he makes his way into the Jeffrey's tube, which uh, has a little bit of a history behind it. Yeah. The Jeffries tube. There's a lot of hubbub about the Jeffries tube in this episode. Indeed there is. And, uh, there's, there's no explanation of who Jeffrey is or why he's claimed An entire part of the Enterprise for himself.
0: Now, what's Um, funny is that in Deep Space Nine, Jeffrey also has some real estate on Deep Space Nine. Really? Yes. That's so weird. Whether it's the same Jeffrey or not, I could not tell you. It could be a... So, here's the thing. At some point, like, around this time, I remember
1: the writers were kicking around this idea of... of having this little golem like creature... Living in the maintenance shafts, and it, it would feed upon the the engineering staff. And uh, the whole idea was that like the the enterprise had accidentally picked this up from some planet without realizing it, like it came came on in a shuttle or something and, and started hiding in the shafts. And a whole episode would be devoted to uh, trying to uh, extract it from from its own tube because it, it was going to be called Jeffrey right uh the the alien creature whether that's a given name or a name of an alien species i don't know it would make more sense for it to be an alien species if uh deep space nine also has jeffrey's tube
0: yeah because deep space nine is set well in in deep space (laughs) in deep deep space yeah space nine deep space nine (laughs) it's in the game
1: (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah we, we never ended up using uh jeffrey the alien i don't think no shame
0: i I agree it is a shame it's it's a nice idea i believe um so it's i don't know it's just a little sad just a little sad stuff gets cut all
1: the time what are you gonna do cry um instead we're treated to a a riveting 15 minutes of watching danar run around the shaft and everyone stand around the bridge
0: it takes for fucking ever. <laughs> it's it's quite literally unreal how long the <laughs> sequence lasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's got to be like ten or fifteen minutes. And it's it's again. I harped on this before. I will continue to harp. It's long, but that wouldn't be a problem if it wasn't so unexciting. It's just so boring. You,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I can tell you what happens: He walks around. He opens a thing on the wall. He puts a phaser in the thing on the wall. He walks around again. They say, "Oh, Captain, he's walking around again." Ah, oh, um, that's it. Yeah, oh, now, I
1: understand. I understand. This was supposed to be more dynamic, too, though.
0: Like- yeah, it. There was that. On all stages. So in the first versions of the um, of the script, it was a different thing, got rewritten. Then it became this chase scene that was more dynamic. But at this point, mm. um, I think Patrick was the one who complained a lot. Just kind of mm. wanted a break. So instead of the more, like, oh, they're chasing him around the ship, Picard is hot on the trail... Um Patrick kinda kinda whined about. He said, Oh, can't can't we just film the entire episode on the bridge, on the bridge set? Yeah. And yeah. uh apparently the answer to that question is yes, but <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh just shit. Who, who was even moving around? Worf? Worf was,
0: and, and I guess Geordie too, but Worf going at a snail's pace, of course. Yeah. Otherwise he would catch him, which wouldn't be fair. <laughs> Trek Trek is never really good when it's
1: focusing on action.
0: No, and I wish they would know this. I wish they would learn this. <laughs> um, right. Deep Space Nine also has some some of this. It's like oh we gotta have an action scene, and it's just fucking boring. Um, you mentioned that Star Trek movie, the J.J. Abrams, and um... that, that that was just
1: <laughs> tragic. Right. I remember when that that movie the first movie came out and uh you know you would you would walk around and you would you, you would hear people's opinions of it and they'd be like oh dude you you know you gotta go see the new star trek it's it's great it's not even like Star Trek
0: which people would say unironically
1: yes yeah they they said it they said that like that was praise
0: which I wanted to kill myself <laughs> um I can kind of get that, but the fact that people don't have the awareness that this is for a whole uh, group of people an extreme negative. Yeah, Although, yeah, yeah. Well, Star Trek was made for like a certain audience. Right. So, and, you know, I go bring back the original motion picture with its, uh, you know, long, slow, boring <laughs> uh, 2001 Technicolor. Um,.
1: Yeah, well, everyone knows the odd-numbered original series
0: Star Trek films were uh, were the worst, right? They were sabotaged internally. I remember. Two aging... four were really good, right? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Producers sent people to make sure that the odd-numbered ones would yeah. uh, would not do well as part of a, a laundering scheme. Mm-hmm. But you know, Trek waxes and it wanes. It waxed. It waxes poetic. <laughs> <laughs> it window wanes. The uh, the age-old cry of the oppressor. Yes. Eventually, they catch up to Danar inside of the shuttle bay? Cargo bay?
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: and who is they? Uh, Worf. Just, just Isn't Worf? Jordy there, too? I don't think Jordy's there. I swear to God, he is. You just think they all look the same. <laughs>
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to do a... Script search for La Forge.
0: Going well. Oh,
1: yeah, maybe not. Yeah, maybe it's just. Yeah,
0: my bad. It is your bad. So Wharf shows up. Uh, In in my defense, I wasn't even watching the episode anymore. (laughs) We. It's a professional podcast. (laughs) <laughs> it's a higher standard than we've ever had before. Mm. Anyway, they have a fight scene at the confrontation. And I uh, got to give a shout out to the styrofoam artisans for this episode. Yeah. Scenes just would not have yeah. worked without them.
1: If uh yeah, see if, if if you look really closely, uh all those all those big cargo containers that that wharf is pinned under, they're actually made and this is crazy. They're made of styrofoam, right?
0: Right. You would think that we would have sourced, you know, military-grade cargo containers.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and pinned Michael under them. Right. Just tossed them at him. But, uh, no, it, actually, um, Michael had had sprained his, his wrists right before filming, so we had to think of alternatives. He couldn't lift that much.
0: No. We, we do usually like to put our actors through some amount of training for this exact mm. reason, but... You know, beggars cannot be choosers.
1: Beggars Canyon, choosers Valley. <laughs> 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 oh yes, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So he d- he does end up escaping. He 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 beams himself onto the in shuttle that's supposed to pick him up and hijacks it and then uh, makes his way over to lunar five and picks up uh
0: approximately five people um, yeah it's very uh seemingly low stakes yeah that whole prison the... colony with its five inhabitants <laughs> So
1: on on the bridge, and for some reason, Picard didn't feel like it was immediately necessary to let the prime minister know that this guy had escaped. So he just lets the prime minister find that out on his own. <laughs> and he he calls into the Enterprise bridge, and you know now he's all mad, and he's like, "You have to do something." So Picard takes, and here's here's this is what's interesting. Why is he taking Troy to a battlefield?
0: Um because of her history with Danar, but of course... Because she loves him. <laughs> Captain, I... <laughs> love him.
1: <laughs> uh, and and uh, so he doesn't take Riker, but, but Riker follows them to the transporter room, and then for some reason, apropos of really nothing... He pulls Worf back and says you are personally responsible for the captain's safety. As if that's not always the case.
0: Yeah, I i feel like that was a scolding for letting him get away. Letting Danar get away. Oh maybe. Which is maybe. also strange. They don't usually operate that way with uh, right. petty scoldings. But right. it it was a weird line. Wait, who's petty scoldings? Um, I think that was Frakes' understudy. Hmm. No, that was that was uh that was Youngblood. Oh, you're right, you're right. Or was that his real name? <laughs> I think it was. Um, petty Scoldings might also have been the law firm that the show worked with. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. Yeah, you, you know. Pe- petty Petty
1: Scoldings Maybridge LLC. Right. Lalissa. They're not doing too hot these days, huh?
0: No, no, no. The Scoldings are too petty.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they they travel to the the same single building that they were in at the beginning of the episode, uh which again is being stormed by Danar and his five men. And um there was actually, you know, uh, of course it was a budget time thing. There was supposed to be a shootout here. And uh that didn't end up happening. But I almost think it it shouldn't have happened anyway. Not a fan of the shootout? Well, it's like you're kinda of stepping on the toes of the theme here if you're just gonna end the episode by having all these people die. Don't you think? Um that's tough. Like,
0: let's let's assume let's assume that this episode was good up to this point. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'll I'll indulge you for a moment but a moment what what would a shootout bring to the table
1: at, at the very end of it nothing um, right it's it's just it's completely just it's masturbation really just
0: smashing especially action because, figures the together
1: yeah 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 and especially because we've been treated to about a collective 25 minutes of people just running around
0: doing shit all I just i i had the feeling that this episode was always supposed to involve um some amount of of ethical dilemmas. Yeah, yeah, and
1: it it never did. It's just like a, it's extremely one note, right? There, nothing, nothing about this episode makes you say, "Oh, um, maybe the prime minister has a point." It's just no the the Angosians are comically evil, and they uh they genetically permanently genetically engineered part of their population then sent them to go live on the moon at which point i mean of course you're on their side
0: the idea of the way you phrase that is hilarious to me sending them to live on the moon, which is <laughs> accurate but hilarious. <laughs>
1: Um I was gonna ask why they didn't just kill them, but they're they're not they're not uh, predisposed to violence.
0: So. Right. <laughs> they just but they still had reason to create soldiers. Which I, I don't know who they were fighting. Maybe half of the world was um predisposed to violence, half of them were not, and somehow the half that wasn't won the war. <laughs> like why why did they make super soldiers if they don't have conflicts?
1: Well, it's uh, it, it was for the Tarzian War. Oh, with the Tarzians, but of course. Well, this was going to be my question for you, my trivia question for you. Oh, who
0: who Tarz is the Tarzians? Who 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 they fought in the Tarzian War? Um, is this just a line from the episode? Should I know this? Uh, maybe. Hmm. You're really putting the screws on me. Should I answer this right now? If you want, I kind of want. brought it up. I, I kind of want. Um, kind of want. Kind of want. Who does Tarz the Tarjins? Ah, uh, the Klingon. No, the Klingons would have killed Um, it's it can't be a race I know because that doesn't make any sense. Um, let's say the those dog people from season two.
1: Oh, the dog people yeah wow wow i missed that were they from season two it might have been season one i think it's season one yeah um no no it's not the dog people from... it's the tarzian
0: war oh <laughs> i somehow i had it in my mind that they were they were the Tarzians. And not no, only the
1: Angosians.
0: Not only that, that they have named the war that they fought after themselves. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which is just, just, that tickles me.
1: I'm the not- answer is, uh, of course, we don't know. We have no idea what they fought. It's unspecified. Never gets clarified in the Apocrypha.
0: Thanks for that. They call it the
1: They call it the, <laughs> the Tarzian War. Why? What is Tarzia? Are Tarzians a race of aliens? Is it
0: That's what you might think. But uh you know, who knows in the end.
1: I mean, if if they're nonviolent, I mean maybe maybe there is a civil war, who knows? But this really bothers me for some reason and it shouldn't
0: you should write a letter yeah <laughs> um excuse me who are the Targi? who Tarzes the Tarzians who ta- you love you love that that's yours
1: <laughs>
0: I'm indulging you ah
1: I love being indulged
0: yeah I know you do I know, honey.
1: I'm seeing an ad for Picard season two. It starts streaming on March 3rd.
0: Can't wait. What is that on Paramount Plus?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so who cares?
0: Who pluses the Although, Paramount?
1: We're going to have to get Paramount Plus in order to watch Sonic the Hedgehog Knuckles. Kunkles. Kunkles, yeah. Yeah, as some call them. So I- this episode ends with Picard. Just uh, beaming down, looking around, and then beaming right back up and saying, "Okay, you deal with it."
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I liked his non, his inaction, but I don't think it was necessarily earned. Sure. Yeah. Rather, I don't think a good conclusion, a satisfying conclusion, was necessarily earned.
1: I think what bothers me is that he volunteered to catch the prisoner let him get away, beams down to the planet, and then he's really smug about it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's your
0: problem. now. He just really wanted to deny their application to the Federation. <laughs> <laughs> mm, maybe you can join after you sort this out.
1: Right, right. Oh, that that would be funny. That would be a funny turn of
0: events. cards says prejudice against <laughs> other societies. Yeah. Love it. Well overall and, uh, that's it. Overall this episode sucked. Yeah, I think This is actually I think this is worse than that other Troy episode. With um with Lloyd Braun? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Um It's really just that that action scene that puts it's it over the It's the top. multiple action scenes. Yeah, they're all bad. They're all bad. Uh we got it's episodes like this are always going to stand as proof that um of the fallibility of TNG, even if it is a classic television series. It, no matter where you are in its run, it's not going to be perfect.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Deep Space Nine. Unlike Deep Space
0: Nine, which was perfect from the first episode. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. This. This is. This is such a depressingly bad episode. I. I'm surprised we made it through this entire conversation
0: without um, um giving up.
1: This this gets this gets one saucer step out of 5 for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um which going back to the topic of good t-shirts, the uh the, the line of 5 saucer separating shirts with um Yeah, yeah, yeah. little silhouettes of saucer steps depending on which one you bought. Of course. One to 5, of course. Yeah. Uh, I get I them all. I got them all, and I, I wear them just, you know, for, to give people ideas at home. I wear them depending on my mood that day. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. If I'm not feeling so good, I'll maybe give one or two saucer steps. If I wake up feeling great, that's a full five saucer steps.
1: Sometimes you change them in the middle of the day, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. If I get some upsetting and or delightful news. Mm-hmm. I guess and isn't really uh something I would <laughs> use there. Upsetting
1: <laughs> and delightful. <laughs>
0: um well we already did trivia so i guess that's it
1: yeah that's it uh i i I just want to note that i got an email from uh from a from an american fella yeah who uh who's upset that um that we've drawn nipples on our pregnant troy shirt that's just the female form they're kind of hard and you can see them through the through the uniform Right. Um I just I just want to clarify that yes, you, you are correct. Uh we're not going to compromise our artistic vision. So uh I, I You know, you can buy the shirt or not.
0: I don't that's, think that's people it. people realize how cold it
1: is in space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean honestly. Yeah. Especially when you're pregnant. What are we going to going to forsake realism? You're pregnant and you don't have any pickle juice to drink? Right. You just got hard nips. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like true hell. Pregnant Troy steps my saucer.
1: Mm, for sure, for sure. And I I don't know if any of you ensigns have been pregnant before, but it's not a pleasant experience.
0: No, no. All the times I've been pregnant have really left a mark that have ravaged my body. Mm -hmm. You know what a stretch mark is? Oh, what's a stretch mark? It's this guy who works at the gym teaching yoga classes. (laughs) (laughs) um that's gonna be it for this episode of the readier room join us next week where we inexplicably find another episode of star trek the next generation to talk about i want to remind everyone at home that the readier room is sponsored by denny's uh home of the moon's over Miami, and new for spring it's the the easter egg hunt special where there's four eggs scattered around your plate of breakfast, but you have to find them under various pieces of toast and such. Um, look forward to that. That's dropping uh, at the beginning of the next month, beginning of March. I've, I've seen it. It looks very delicious. And, mm. uh, yeah. They cook the eggs sunny side up this time, which um, presumably will add another saucer set to your day. Yeah, You'd have to change your shirt right in the middle of, uh, of breakfast.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a big change from the usual sunny side down. Exactly, exactly.
0: Or um, scrambles, scrambled eggs.
1: You yeah. Know, have yeah. you heard of
0: this? <laughs> <laughs> no, what's that all about? Uh, they put the egg in the pan and really fuck it up. You know, it comes, oh, comes out just uh, torn, tore up. That's
1: disgusting.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not unlike what pregnancy has done to me. Now right. the ready room is also spot by the pet boys which uh they're still changing your oil in about 3 minutes and you can still get a discount on that if you tell them that you're readyer at the discount at the at uh, the register rather and uh yeah mm-hmm. with that I will and leave it, don't, don't
1: don't forget the tagline pet boys pet boys do it
0: right Pep boys do anything hell yeah they do they even give uh discounts to supporters of the Ready room um until then With that said, it'll be until next week. I uh, look forward to meeting all of my lovely ensigns once more unto the breach, ready to go, readier until we die. Until then, everybody, please stay readier. Readier! Readier! The troublesome little... This lowest of species! Thank you, Answer. Engage. Do you consider yourself superior to us? Should have told him to mind his own damn business. But I've struck the beard Thusly, Do I not appear more. intellectual?
1: Have you never dreamed of climbing inside the bottle?